0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: This is going to be a fun show tonight. I, you know what? I think we'll make this the adults-only version of Geek Here's Show ever because, you know, we, we flipped around the tables. You're early in the morning, and and and, and what was it? it? Was Either Diana Ross or the Supremes had this song and, and you know, uh, something touched me early in the morning, blah, 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 and... I, I, <laughs> Hey hey, we won't go there. I just think it's funny and for some oddball crazy reason I just started thinking about that son and hearing it in my head Uh, you know, before we were due to connect and it's like, Oh god, what are we doing to ourselves?
0: Oh, I don't know. I've got a you know, it's a Saturday morning and I've got a busy morning.
1: I, I do so. and 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 God, you don't need me uh me ruining your Saturday. To start with, too. <laughs> Normally you get me in the afternoon. Anyway, Kevin, how have you been in the past week? And uh, to everyone listening to our uh, banter, it is Geeky Show Ever, episode 10- 106. 106. Thank you, Kevin. I knew someone would know exactly where we were up to, because I've got no idea. I've been flustered today, let's say.
0: Flustered is good or bad. Well, yes, we're, we're doing a special Special edition of GSE, so to speak Because uh, it's nighttime for Mark, which is the first time In a long time And it's very early, it's 5.35am uh, for me And so you may get opposites here from us, listeners We're not sure what's going to transpire as as we turn the tables And this is the first time in a long time that we've recorded That we were both on the same day of the week
1: Ooh Normally ooh, you're a you. That that could be dangerous. I mean we could, you know, totally destroy the space time continuum with that, you know.
0: Where you could just rip one and it would just bother the listeners worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Unfortunately we're not a live show, so it wouldn't have the impact because a lot of people would miss out.
0: Yeah, but we're now recording this with added smells.
1: Ooh, smell a vision.
0: Yeah. Smell a cast. <laughs>
1: That is a good one. Oh, <laughs> and we've already gone to hell, and uh, it doesn't matter. Kevin, Kevin can uh, can bat ball with the best of them, even at five thirty a.m. in the morning.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Now, Kevin, you know, talking about smells, nothing's better than when you get up in the morning and you sort of smell the kitchen the air that's coming through and, and someone's cooked toast for you. And, and I got to tell you, I had a bit of a, an argument with my old toaster. Now, bear in mind, it was one of these El cheapos under $10 toasters. So I didn't really care less. But it got my toast stuck one morning and I just wasn't in the mood. For this toaster to, to, to uh you know get the toast stuck so i i gave it to it i punched it i slammed it down on the bench i threw it around by the the cord and and i got nuts and you know what's funny and and then I, I got the piece of toast out then it did two more slices of toast and they were for griddle and then i'm like okay well you know i'll make my my toast and uh, it stopped on mine so it made griddles but it didn't make mine
0: Damn, There's a reason for that. Damn
1: bastard of a damn toaster. Now, I did, though, go out and buy a new toaster today because we'd been previously using the grill on our oven, and that, you know, of course, runs a lot more expensive. Plus, you got to wait for it to heat up and all that kind of stuff. So I went and bought a new toaster, a nice uh, little Cambrook uh, toaster, and four-slice uh, was retailed for $45. We bargained them down to 28 Hey, good deal i'm happy with that but you know what I, I i was amazed about they had toasters that were up to 200 and 250 dollars australian now i'm talking about toasters by Delaney, by sunbeam by all these other brands and they got them in sparkly looking cases and uh, and it's, it's like they don't even burn the star trek darth vader image onto the toast i mean why the friggin hell would you spend 200 bucks on a toaster that can't do that or can't link up to a computer that can't you know put a picture of something you you know the trucks how they've got the naked women in the silhouette thing you know put that on there it must be um. an Australian thing. Truck drivers—they have on on their bumper bar and on their mud flaps oh. the the, okay, the yes. pictures of the silhouette women. And you know, hey, if if they actually put that on the toast, hell yeah, I'm paying two hundred bucks for that. But these were just toasters. So it's <laughs> like, who in their right mind would be so moronic that they've got to go and pay two hundred dollars for a toaster? And I've probably offended the at least two of the three listeners <laughs> that we've got right now. But seriously, I just... It, 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 it does toast! All right,
0: all right, mellow,
1: mellow. Uh, happy thoughts, happy thoughts.
0: Remember the part of your brain they took out. It'll be better now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, is, that does seem extraordinary to me for a toaster. I mean, here in the U.S., I think the most... We've ever probably paid for a toaster for maybe $35, $40 yeah, US. Yeah, that's,
1: that's a reasonable price. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. But certainly, you know, when you get up into these, yeah, and but they're, they're consumer-grade ones, you, you'd think, oh, well, maybe they're the ones that are designed for, you know, coffee shops and stuff like that that, you know, need a, a much higher-end uh, toaster, but they're not. They're standard consumer ones that you put in your ordinary kitchen, you know, and and look, I know some people, you know, go and have these really luxurious kitchens and pay a fortune for it to be all in steel and, and, you know, look a certain way and stuff like that. But, God, $200 for a toaster and and it does, now I must admit, I didn't really spend a lot of time looking at them because I was gawking at the price. It did toast. It had a little dial on it that you know, from one to five. How how dark you want your toast? I mean, what does it does it make special? Does it does it golden it a special way or something? I mean.
0: I think the thing was that they saw you coming and said, let's piss him off. And just
1: <laughs> and put up the prices, yeah. I it. You know, just uh, just something I saw today that I, I could not believe how expensive toasters were, especially when they don't hook into technology.
0: Well, I would be curious to know, I mean, if you looked at the features of the toaster, hmm. what features are they, you know, adding to the toaster or something like that? I mean, there has to be... Something. I mean, besides, you could have like a designer case. You know, you got a special color because your kitchen's all in green, and you want a green outer portion of a toaster, and or something like. I mean, the thing has to at least scratch your balls or something for that kind of money. I'm,
1: that that that's what I would think, but they don't. <laughs> It's just, look, I'm looking at one now online, because I'm I'm just on one, well, I'm looking at a couple, actually. There's a a Breville Smart Toast, four-slice toaster, $164, right? There's another Delaney one for $149. That Delaney one only does two slices of toast, and it looks like a vintage 1950s toaster. but
0: But it does it damn well.
1: Yeah, but, but how do we know that? I mean, you could spend all that money. Now, here, here's one. The Delaney Vintage Icona Four Slice Toaster in Black, $189. Now, I'm just going to look up and, and and let's do this live on the show. And I might even put a link in into the show notes. And we'll have, it, it says here that it's cooked to perfection, highly convenient, easy to clean. Yeah, okay, great. So does everything else. It's only got a 12-month warranty. And, you know what, that's about it. It doesn't really tell you what it does. There's not a lot to it for 200 bucks. Oh, the, the only thing is, of course, that you can have... Okay, this is kind of cool, but not really cool. You can have independent... So, say if someone's fussy and they want burnt toast... God knows how anyone can eat burnt toast. But if they do then one side of it, so two slices can be burnt, while the other two sides are like mine, where it's just lightly toasted, you see. So, okay, that's a cool kind of thing. But bottom line, it's still a bloody toaster. In fact, Kevin, you know what? I'm, I'm going to send you a link in, uh, in, in in the little Skype chat, and you can have a look at this toaster. Uh, and trust me, they go much more expensive than this, but this is one that I could just quickly find. And, you know, it, I just... I just it's toast. Hmm. That's
0: a cool looking toaster. I think I'll have to go buy one today.
1: My God, I found the idiot who would buy it.
0: <laughs> I and hey, I, I want to. I want you to know. I take offense. I'm the idiot that also <laughs> likes his toast burnt.
1: Oh, do you? <laughs> how do you? How do you do that? If I ever burn the toast, I have to put like a layer. And, and when I say layer, I mean centimeters thick of butter. I cannot eat burnt toast. Well, I don't like it burnt, but I like it well, well toasted. So just before the charcoal hits in,
0: I will eat it with the charcoal, but I, <laughs> I do like it heavy, heavily toasted. Because otherwise, what's the point? I could have lit a match and run it across the slice of bread and had the same result.
1: <laughs> You're a strange, strange man, Kevin Odom. Strange, strange man. <sighs> oh. you,
0: know, you know what kind of toaster you need? There's um, a, a, a hotel that we travel to a lot up in uh, the Amish country in Pennsylvania, and we've talked about that a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And they have, part of the hotel is they serve a full breakfast every morning. Making myself hungry sitting here. You know, oh, thinking yeah. about breakfast.
1: That, so that's why I brought up toast and food.
0: But, um, they have, they have a, a, like a buffet, but not quite a full buffet that you go through and you can get, you know, eggs and sausage and sweets and all that kind of stuff. And they'll, they'll fix you waffles and all that. But at the end of it, after you get past all that and the fruit and the cereal, they have a toaster and you put the bread and they have all kinds of fresh baked bread. I mean, bread that was just baked and you put it in you lay it down and it's like a commercial toaster that gets on this little track like a pizza oven and it disappears into the back of the toaster oh that is cool and then it it goes around and then comes out the bottom
1: that's kind of nifty now that i'd pay money for you know (laughs) because it's not just a conventional toaster
0: and it makes the best toast that's one of the things I look forward to when I go up when we go up there on vacation or go up for a day or two. Go up there, get a f- breakfast. I mean, you just get out up out of bed, walk downstairs, and you can get a fully cooked breakfast, and it's yeah. all free.
1: You, you know what? That, that kind of service is, is, I don't know in the U.S. how it's really going, but out here in Australia, less and less places are supplying that kind of breakfast. It's nice when you actually go to somewhere that has that. Uh, But fewer places these days are doing it. I don't know, maybe McDonald's is, uh, you know, with their breakfast menu, everyone just goes there or something when they travel. But I, I certainly used to like, when I was traveling for business, being able to just go down, you know, you get your orange juice, you get your cereal, whatever you wanted. It was all laid out, nice and easy, enjoyable, taste was great. Hey, it was a, you know, good start to the day, so...
0: Yeah, it was. It's yeah, it's a very good breakfast because it's fresh food from around that area. It's mm-hmm. the sausage and stuff like that. Um, but most hotels, not a lot of hotels, do go to that extreme. Um, and I was always used to staying in hotels where that was fine. But then you had to get up and go someplace for breakfast, like a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. And some had a restaurant next door that you could go eat breakfast into. Yeah, it was. This is just part of it, and they just serve breakfast, and then they clean it up and put it away, and the rest of the time, that area is places where the guests can go sit down, and they have a big, like, 72-inch television you can sit down and watch, and there's a fireplace, and you can look out across the Amish farmland and think, ooh, doesn't that cow look delicious? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I it, just ate
1: it. <laughs> poor <laughs> poor moo cow. Yeah, so anyway, my, my toast day. Interesting day. But I'm happy with the toaster I bought. It's within a decent price range for me. The only disappointing thing, as I said, it doesn't burn in pretty pictures onto the toast. And I I could have actually imported one of those from the US because we don't stock them in Australia for whatever reason. Uh, They're not stocked out here. Uh, But then I'd have to get a power adapter from, you know, US to Australian to actually make it work. And then it was going to be like, you know, 50 or 60 bucks for Darth Vader's head. And I kind of went, yeah, I don't need it. Oh, you know what I did order, though? I ordered something really cool. You know how you got the the Star Trek uh, 2009 movie in the actual Enterprise ship? You You, you got the two discs in there? They finally released it for the Australian market. I have ordered it. It will be sent to me after the 1st of of, uh, May. And uh, I can't wait to get that and set it up and, and show you and say, look, I got one too.
0: And by then I'll have the other movie, the new movie coming out.
1: You had to go and rain on my parade, didn't you?
0: That's my job and I'm sticking to it.
1: <laughs> Why do I put up with him? Whether it's early in the morning or late at night, he's still as obnoxious as ever.
0: Yes, I am. I've, I've grown to love myself that way.
1: <laughs> you can't win. You just can't win an argument with me. Why do I try? Why? Why? But I, I've got to, but I don't... I've got to be going insane. And and you know what's even worse, listeners? I've actually got to listen back to this when I edit it and do the show notes. I've yeah, to, yeah. I, I, I've got to have my feelings hurt a second time.
0: Poor baby. <laughs> And then when all the people write and agree with me, you'll be in even worse shape.
1: (laughs) I know, you've got like a little cult following going on Twitter. I see all these messages back and forth, and it's like, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, what the hell's going on here? (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to get my posse of people. God knows who that would be. But anyway, (laughs) I'll I'll pay someone if I have to.
0: (laughs) Yep, you might have to. Oh. (laughs) Just just like the old joke saying that uh you the old joke was when I was a kid says you so ugly your mama had to tie a pork chop around your neck to get the dog to play with you.
1: <laughs> oh that's sad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's striking a chord with you.
1: <laughs> it is. Uh, Do I
0: see the outline of a pork chop on your neck there? <laughs>
1: No, that's, that's my sunburn, (laughs) but it looks very similar, doesn't it? I must say, (laughs) Hey, 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 no, 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 uh, no comparing chests, Kevin. Oh boy. Where are we going with this show? Uh, let's go to 32 gigabytes of Ram because, uh, you can never have enough. Can you
0: wait? Are we, yeah, we're talking about Ram. Okay. Um, (laughs) it's early. Um, that's what I'm considering. A while back, the listeners will remember I uh, bought an, bought RAM and, and bumped my system up to uh, 16 gigs. And, of course, I still have two free RAM slots on my machine. So I'm wondering, do I go to 32
1: or do I not? Although,
0: I've noticed RAM prices seem to be creeping back up just a little bit.
1: Well, that's interesting. I haven't come across that. I must admit, I haven't purchased RAM in a while. The last time I did... Uh I got uh, 12 gigabytes. Well, I didn't get 12. I purchased 8 to add to the 4 that I already had. So I've got 12 gigabytes in my iMac. I could have put in 16. But I just didn't see the the real big deal of going that extra 4 gigabytes. But of course, you're looking at doubling what you've already got. That is an issue. I mean, I've got to be quite honest. Since I put 12 in, even with everything I do on my Mac, I don't exceed it. I never, you know, have to actually use the hard drive for, for you know, RAM usage uh, kind of thing. There's never any uh, page outs um, sort of registering anymore, which is really... Swaps. No swaps. It's absolutely awesome. And that's just with 12 gigs. So I suppose my biggest question is what are you going to be doing with your iMac that you think 32 would be better than the 16 you've already got? Other than the simple fact that you want to fill those two slots because they're there.
0: Well, there's always making you jealous. There's always that.
1: Yeah, and you, you, you do that. I mean, you got the the iPad fourth generation. You got a newer iMac than me. You got a Nintendo monikers. Wii U. You got three monitors. Uh, do you know, I was actually, Greta actually said I could buy Nintendo Wii U because uh, with Timothy Chatterney, he wants to set up a Nintendo podcast. So I said, well, look, I kind of need this so that I can review stuff and, and talk about stuff on the show. See, Kevin, that's why I make podcasts up. I just create new shows so that I can justify spending money. Yeah, we'll go with that.
0: The, <laughs> um, I you know, I don't know, it just. I know when I jumped from 8 to 16 gigs, that was a huge difference in my machine. That's
1: a massive difference. You know, it really really is a big difference, 8 to 16. 16 to 32, I'm not too sure how much of a difference it would be unless you were doing, like, video kind of stuff. And even if you were doing a lot of home videos, that would probably, you know, be useful if you were doing some serious editing.
0: I wouldn't mind getting into doing some video editing. You know, it, I've always liked the idea. I'm, i like the idea of doing it. I've, I've given uh, a thought to picking up a
1: copy of uh, Final Cut Pro 10. Um, I'd love one of those, but they're just too expensive. I can't justify it.
0: <laughs> it's not that expensive. It's only two hundred bucks. I could, you know, save well, up for a few it's, months. It's
1: three hundred for me. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Let me put it that way. I've got to save up. You know, I, I couldn't just go out today and pick it up because, uh, yeah, the Gosling oh, yeah, no, would... of divorce papers. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we don't need that again. No, the, uh, but the um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, just doing stuff like that. And it did. I, one of the big things I noticed is that when I launch applications now, I mean, I didn't get that many bounces anyway. You know, when I launched an yep. application, but now it's it's really quick when I go to launch something boom, it bounces maybe once or one and a half times and the application opens. So
1: Yeah, I I think sorry to butt in, I I think the other problem that you might see long term is having that spinning drive versus an SSD drive there. Um, And maybe it's worthwhile considering using the Thunderbolt uh, connection to actually boot off an SSD drive at some stage in the future, obviously not now because it's fine, but that you know, combined with additional RAM, would probably be a nice thing to have.
0: Of course, that's assuming that I actually boot my machine. Um, I don't know how long it's been since I rebooted.
1: I reboot mine daily. I, I literally before I go to bed at night, I turn every I shut everything down. Absolutely everything goes off, um, and I I never never leave it going. I find that I run a nice, perfectly smooth system that way. And um, no. yeah, so, and also you don't you don't have bad apps or not really bad apps, but you don't have uh, laziness of of apps leaving stuff in memory too. So I suppose with that usage, you you know clog up your memory a little bit quicker than I would, for instance. Um, yeah, I'm looking to see here when was the the uptime, memory usage. Well, see, if I give you a quick rundown on on what my iStat menus are indicating to me, uh, I've got free at the moment 8.62 gigs of RAM. And I've got Safari open with a few windows open. I've got Skype going with a video call with you. uh, I've got uh, Twitter open and I've got pages open. So, you know, I don't have a lot of things and I'm certainly not doing any heavy intensive tasks other than this video conference. Uh, but then our uh, my, my CPU usage and remember this is on a late 2009 iMac it's only pegging at 44% so you know yeah, I'm, I'm so- I, I just, I really question how much more you're going to squeeze out of it, how much more you're going to notice because it, with the, the 16 gig that you've got in there now, it's most probably running as fast as it ever would to say launch an app because the app launch process is a mixture of reading it off the drive, CPU process, and RAM. So right. that may not get any quicker, but where you might notice it's a benefit is, so for instance, if you were rendering out a family video that was an hour and a half, not only would it cut the time by a little bit, uh, but you know, you'd also be able to do this call with me, for instance, without any slowdown that's of course if the cpus didn't peak but you've got a, a four core there running what is it 2.7 gigahertz each,
0: each
1: no price? 3.4 there you 3.4. go and, i mean try to try to max those out i mean you know you've got a hard core I, system right there i have only
0: maxed them out one time because i was encoding a video, and I forgot I was doing like three or four thing, heavy things at one time. Well, handbrake would and,
1: definitely do it to you.
0: Yeah, handbrake and I had like two or three other things running and that pushed the meters all the way mm-hmm. up but I was looking here, I have I uh, haven't rebooted in almost nine days
1: Wow, so. that's, that's way different to mine, my uh, uptime has been one hour and 53 minutes because when I went out this afternoon Mac got turned off <laughs> and i have 12
0: gigs or yeah 12 gigs of ram free right now so you know i don't know if i'm i'm going to keep an eye on the price cuz memory's a little volatile yeah you know in the in, in the way it prices um not terribly and uh i might consider buying that other i got to fill those slots i can't leave them open i mean that's it's <laughs> just wrong and and i don't know you know it would be nice to say I have 32 gigs. The other thing, no, I know the other thing I would use for, I could run more VMs at one time because, you know, I do run yes. VMs a lot.
1: That actually would probably help it. Uh,
0: yeah, because I could give more physical RAM
1: to each VM. To the,
0: yeah. That's, what, that's okay. what caused the, the that, CPUs to spike, too, was I was encoding video and I had a Windows VM open.
1: Yep. Well, that's your so justification. I was, because you do use the VMs, and that, that's a, a perfectly good argument. I'd even back you on that one. Um, because that's something that on, on my system, there's just no way. Because it's an older system running a VM on mine and doing anything else on the Mac. That's why I use Bootcamp. You know, because I've got a, a small amount of processing power. But you, you've got the processing power. And then if you can allocate more RAM, why not? It's a, a win-win situation.
0: It is. It's a win win situation, plus it up bothers you, so there's you know, it's a win 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 situation.
1: He's always gotta get or, one up on me.
0: Of course there's always the other thing that we've discussed doing. Is I order a new IMAC with
1: an SSD and send you this one. Now that's a possibility. I <laughs> God knows how much shipping would be. Shouldn't be uh, more than three,
0: four thousand uh, dollars US.
1: Nah, you know, I, I, I could just pick up my own iMac for the same price, Kevin. But, but <laughs> I, but I appreciate the thought and the generosity.
0: See, I'm thinking of you, not in always good ways, but I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them aren't legal. Are legal in certain parts oh, of this country. Oh, good
1: Lord. We don't need to go there. croaking. I know some of the laws in the U.S. and some of the states, and it's like, hello, what's he uh, suggesting here? Anyway, let's move on to the next thing we want to talk about. This is really the adults-only version of JSA. I swear I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get it past Tim, uh, uh, like a, an adults-only sign kind of thing, you know, with a... A sort of neon sign with a, a sort of lady kind of sitting there, kind of, we'll see what we can we can get past Tim. He normally turns around and says, We are not using that picture. Party people. Anyway
0: uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything, otherwise I won't get my weekly paycheck.
1: Yes. I still have to talk to Tim about that. Uh <laughs> Now you're doing something else, and 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 this is sort of along the same lines of uh, the iMac and, and upgrading the RAM. You're looking to take a lot of your VHS and and turn them into digital files, so that you've got them in iTunes, back them up on hard drives, have them for life. How how yes. many videos have you got to actually go through and and get this done on? I mean, is is it a big collection, small collection?
0: No, um, probably. <laughs> I need to sort through and say, okay, these are good, and these I'm going to buy on DVD. I'll just go out and buy, rebuy them yep. on DVD. And I know that's going to upset he who shall remain nameless that I just said that. But, you know, I'll just rebuy them on DVD. And some of them are old enough, too, that they'll be in the bargain bin on DVDs. <laughs> so it'll, it'll save me some money. Um, I've probably got, let's say... Full VHS size tapes, probably thirty, maybe fifty, that I'd like to convert.
1: That's still a big undertaking, isn't it? I mean, when when you look at it, you know, I did a few recently, and it just seemed like I was going through constantly putting a new tape in, hitting the record button, and having it run through its uh, its thin. The, well, other, know, the other interesting thing is when you do that because I, I used a. Um, a system, you know, box system that comes, you plug it into USB. And I was getting files for an hour and a half movie that were approaching one gigabyte. Uh, sorry, not one gigabyte, a uh, hundred gigabytes. And God knows where the, like where it was at, what it was actually doing with that. Because it it was using that amount of storage, but then it wasn't using that amount of storage. That I made no sense there, did I, Kevin?
0: No, what are the disadvantages to ha- keeping Mark up past his Betty by time?
1: See, this, this is my movie time. I should be sitting back, relaxing, watching a good film. Instead, I'm sitting back, relaxing, watching Kevin. <laughs> yeah! Oh, I got one in! Woohoo! Oh, and he flipped me the bird. I didn't really <laughs> win well.
0: um, i Yeah, that is kind of odd. I don't know what it was. The other thing that I realized when we started talking about this, uh, this was actually a topic that we were going to discuss last week, but we didn't get to, is that I have a VCR DVD combo here, player, that is also a recorder.
1: Ooh, do that.
0: So so I can just dump the tape, provided it has no, uh, uh, whatever that thing was they used to do. Oh, the combo protection...
1: Yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I know what it, it, it was, and then it used to sort of turn it black. Scramble. Turn, yeah, scrambled it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as long as it didn't have that, no, I'd, I'd definitely use that. And then that way, uh, you don't need to worry about importing it into the computer. Then take that DVD.
0: You've and got, rip
1: it. You've got it, and then rip it, yeah. And, and do it that way. <laughs> I think that's honestly probably the best way.
0: Well, that solves half my problem. The other half of my problem is, and I think I've come up with a way to do this, and I, but I need to do some more research, is I've got uh, 8 millimeter tapes that are uh, uh, before I had a digital camcorder that are, uh, I'd like to convert that have, you know, when the uh, my kids were really, really little uh, like on Christmas, I used to set the, the camera up high on the mm-hmm. tripod on Christmas morning, hit play, and then whoosh in came in the kids and whoosh went the wrapping paper and all yep. this sort of thing. Um, and I'd like to get those converted, but I found, and I can't find it again. Now a, an adapter that lets you take,
1: Oh, and you a, put it H-S- in the VHS type and then applies. They're cool. I used to have one of those many, many years ago. Cause I was into, uh, you know, the VH, uh, the, sorry, the video eight types, uh, and then the, uh, the digital eight tapes as well. So and and you could do it with those, and and they were pretty cool back in the day. But yeah, geez, I, I think really eBay is your best bet with something like that these days.
0: Well, I have to do certain because you can. That's I, that's one solution I can do. I can take that, <clears throat> excuse me, and then I could run that over to DVD, and that would convert them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The other the other thing I can do too is uh, Costco which we've spoken about before. And, yep. you know, one of the, the big things is they offer a service for, I think it's 15 or $20 a tape.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: hand them the tape and then they digitize it, and give it w- back w-
1: to you. Would you really trust a pimply teenager to, you know, convert your memories and precious memories that you cannot replace? I mean, that, that's, I that's my only thing. I, if I had a copy of the original yeah sure I'd give it to them you know whatever if they lose it damage it well you know I'd still yell at them but it wouldn't be the end of the world whereas I'd hate to to give them an original and, and have that happen
0: well the other sad part is I have no way to play these tapes anymore I, mean, I, don't, an even, uh, I don't even know what's on them I mean I've got labels written on them but yeah, you, you, know, don't, don't, you uh, don't
1: even know if the tapes have held up which is another issue Maybe yeah. what you should do is have a look on eBay, see if you can find like a, a Sony camcorder, high Samco- uh, eight high uh, eight camcorder, and uh, just make sure they've got the the output connections that you can plug into then your TV and everything like that. Give it a look, see, and um, and go from there. And maybe that that DVD VHS combo player you've got, maybe you could run from the the high uh, eight device into the back of the the uh dvd recorder and record onto the dvd that way
0: well some of the the camcorders not long after i got mine started having uh the firewire out of them yep so if i found one of those i could just drop the tapes in and firewire them straight into uh the computer and capture the video that way
1: yeah because standard uh eight tapes are compatible with uh the digital eight tapes too so you know you've, you've got both worlds covered there really. So if, yeah, if you got one that was digital, it would still pump into your Mac.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I'll have to figure out what. But I'm gonna look for. I'll look for the 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 adapter if I can find one of those. Then so much the better. Yep. And then if I then I'll fall back, and I think maybe the secondary or tertiary resource would be to take them to Costco and. Them, so I've heard good things about it, especially yep. with our local Bosco. You know, I know they send them off to a service. They don't do that.
1: You know what? Give, them, how. give them one type, see how it goes, and then do, do it in well, stage. Yeah. If, if you do outsource it, definitely do it in stages just in case they screw something up or they lose it. And then that way you haven't lost everything. You've only lost some of it.
0: Well, yeah, and the cost per tape is, uh, like I said, it's around 15 to 20 bucks. So it's not like I'm going to be taking a whole stack of 8mm tapes because I'd go broke, broke doing that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but still, you know, if you can get something yourself, it's geeky, it's cool, and you can do it your way. You can then import it any way you see fit, you know, in any quality, in any format that you believe is going to be best. And. You know, it it, you, it sounds like you're in a bit of a quandary. I'm kind of in the same quandary at the moment with Hi-Fi setups because my Hi-Fi, you know, was purchased in, you know, late uh, 1990s. Beautiful Technic system, but you can't hook anything up to it anymore. It's analog and, you know, it, it's just still beautiful, but it, it's really limited and same with our TV. It's a 2006 model and it's got one HDMI port. So you got the Apple TV, then... You want to hook in Blu-ray that way? Yeah, you can't do it. And unfortunately, the Blu-ray players don't have the component uh, connectors anymore on them, where you've got the red, green, and, and yellow, and then the uh, stereo audio, which, you know, they were great because they could pump out high-def video, but they don't make them like that anymore. So it's like, I'm, I'm looking at stuff today, and I'm out there today, and, and going through the shops and just... I'm having arguments with myself because I I don't want to replace what I've got because I spent an arm and a leg on it. It was a $3,000 system when I purchased it. and Yeah, and to replace it, I'm probably looking at close to that again in price and, you know, try to convince Gretel... I got it before Gretel and the kids. Oh. When, if I spent my money, it didn't matter. Now... It's no longer my money, it's our money. And, yeah, that gets very tricky. And, uh, you know, not not that I need to go that high-end necessarily, but, you know, I love listening to music on both CD and and through iTunes. I love, you know, watching film, whether it's on Apple TV, Blu-ray, or DVD. I go based on price for the, the content. But I sort of want that one... System to rule them all. I want the perfect stereo system that I can enjoy my music studios out of. I want the perfect surround sound system that's going to get me, you know, surprised and shocked when I'm watching Jurassic Park. And uh, Kevin, don't do that. I'll think you're having a heart attack. Uh, and oh, God, I got called 911. Actually, I wonder what would happen if I called 911. They'd probably put me through to triple zero. Um. <laughs> But, you know, it's really. I, I keep looking at stuff and it's like, okay, if I go with this system, so you get these integrated amplifiers with the Blu ray player, with the surround sound system, around about $1,000. Okay, that's cool. But the integrated amplifier gets me. It's like, why? Because it's not as high quality as a dedicated amplifier. Uh, so see, and that that's the problem because I love sound so much. Uh, you know, sound, in, in, when I'm watching film, sound is very important to me. It's really 50% of the experience of watching a good movie is that sound quality coming out. And if the sound fails, then that sucks. And then if music playback isn't as good as I was hoping, that sucks too. And um, they're not making... Stereo, okay, they're not making consumer-grade stereo equipment as good as they once used to. It's all budget box stuff. Comes in a box, and it's got a budget price tag on it. You know, sub $1,000. The only problem is, when you look above that, you're then spending twice to three times the amount to get the next level up to go into the prosumer range, I guess you'd call it, of... Of yeah. Home audio systems And there's nothing really in between Which is a bit of an issue And I, I'm one I, I like having your standard Wooden enclosed speaker systems And most of these inner box systems They're plastic They don't resonate with the right sound I, I uh, I'm very angry and bitter about this Kevin, they make sucky sound equipment now
0: yes I, I wouldn't know that you were angry and bitter by the tone of your voice <clears throat> or the fact that you cyloned in the middle of that rant which was extremely funny looking on my end Woo-hoo. but anyway <laughs> do, I, um, do I need but, you to know, do it
1: again like a take two
0: no you're ugly enough anyway the um, <laughs> and pixelated is a real treat listeners it's a real treat to see Mark all pixelated and angry <laughs> at the same time <laughs> it's like 8 bit anger Anyway, the
1: uh, <laughs> that'd it, be what cool I was actually, 8 bit.
0: Yeah, I no, I, I, not, I kind of
1: figure myself as a bit more of a sixty-four bit guy, but I will do eight bit.
0: Yeah, no, the um. <laughs> but anyway, the the stereo stuff. I think the reason you don't see, as many gradients, is because a lot of people don't buy stereos anymore. I mean, and the people that do are buying very high-end, very expensive. I mean, because a lot of people are listening on iPods and with earbuds and stuff like that. I mean, there's not that many people that do it anymore. So I think that's part of the reason that you don't see the high-end, and the low-end is the low-end. But now, in saying that, the stereo that we have, which I don't hardly ever use, is vintage 1991, 92? Mm Mm-hmm. And it still has the dual tape deck. Nice. It has, uh It doesn't have a turntable. It has a receiver and a uh, CD player. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, and it's uh, an eight or six or eight CDs. You pull out a cartridge, and you load all the CDs up, and then Yep. Nice. put it in, and it, and it puts them in. So it's not bad. And then on TVs, I don't even own a TV, technically, that has an HDMI port on it. So... So, yeah, you know, I can only feel so sorry for you there.
1: Yeah. Look, you know, this is a first world problem. My first world problem. Um, you know, look, it, it's just it, it's a very hard decision because, look, even if you do spend sub a $1,000, anywhere between 500 and and 1000 you expect a certain quality because that's a, a lot of money. You know, it's, it's, not oh, t- yeah. it's not like we're talking about something that's cheap. It's a lot of money. Unless, of course, you're, you're making a fortune. And then, you know, okay, you can buy whatever you like at that stage. but and yeah, then you
0: buy the $3,000 <laughs> one.
1: Yeah, without even thinking about it. You know, I, I've often thought, okay, well, do I want to just go with a more dedicated uh, hi-fi system, uh, you know, for movies and so forth? And then use a separate, you know, uh, MIDI or, or mini hi-fi system for audio playback. You know, I've also thought of that because... I know that I can get much higher grade uh, single, you know, stereo systems with your CD deck, and I can customize that, you know, as I see fit, um, you know. And they're they're still around the thousand dollar mark. Don't get me wrong; I'm not looking at the cheapies, but I know and understand the quality that I'll get out of that. These surround sound systems, I don't know. I, I just. I'm not sure that, you know, it's necessarily what I want. I've listened to a lot of Bose systems, in fact, they that have like a 2.1 system. With, so you've got your, your two speakers. And Bose, as you know, they, they make these incredibly beautiful little speakers. And then you've got your subwoofer. And then you've got your amplifier there. And I've listened to these things and, and seen Blu-ray movies being played and, and displayed in the shops and so forth. And I've just been blown away. It's like... Well, yeah, I, you know, do I really need the speakers behind the lounge kind of thing and doing all the wiring and all that kind of stuff? Or could I go with that for, you know, $1,100, $1,200? It sounds amazing. But at the same time, it probably wouldn't cut it for listening to something like ACDC where I want that big thumping bass just coming out, you know, every time you, you play a song.
0: Just like that.
1: Absolutely, but that was very tinny bass, Kevin. You, you got to do something better about your bass. How about now? Oh god, that was just scary. But yeah, so it was a little bit more bass here. Uh, yeah, so you know, I'm in a quandary, and you're the, the you're the wrong person to talk to about this because you don't even have a HDMI port and a TV. Uh, you know what? I, I bet have you've got you've got the wrong on computer monitor. monitors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so you've got a 27-inch you... iMac. I mean, you can watch movies to your heart's content on your iMac. Sometimes I actually do watch movies on my iMac, in fact, and I actually use headphones. Um, And I, I get a different experience than when I sit down on the lounge and, and relax with it. And I'm not saying it's, it's bad. Either one's bad. They're both a different way of doing it. I certainly... If I want to relax a bit more, I tend to sit on the lounge and watch it on the TV. Uh, plus, I've only got the twenty-one point five-inch iMac too, so it is smaller than my thirty-two-inch television. But of course, which I can, you can I see behind virtual. me. And yes. uh, but of course, you sit closer to the computer screen too. So in your your field of vision, it's bigger, Kevin. You're you're big enough. Don't come any closer. Oh. Um, you know, it's like the iPad and so forth. You can watch a movie on the iPad, and if you actually, you know, perceive it to be a certain distance, you can put it in front of your face, in front of the large screen TV you've got, and it's like, okay, if I hold it here, it's exactly the same size as my 32 inch TV. Yeah, true. So, you know, th- there's that optical illusion, I guess you would call it, um, you know, or perceived distance, and, um, You know, that that also changes and and then I start thinking, well, look, you know, get a better set of headphones because I am in the market for that anyway. Kevin, you're scaring me getting that close. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, listeners, he's almost coming through the screen at me. I'm getting worried. I I, I know that I've got a big pipe. But there's only so much that my internet connection can handle. And in fact, he's... You know what? Kevin's coming through beautifully this week. He hasn't been cutting out. Um, You know, it's absolutely incredible. I don't know what it is, but... uh, Actually, surprisingly, Kevin, you're coming down at a high scream... uh, uh, Scream? (laughs) Stream? You're coming down at 140 kilobits per second. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, I don't need to see (laughs) chest hair. No (laughs) chest hair for Marky. Jeez... And he thought he thought I was the weird one with that Diana Ross song at the beginning of the show. Remember that, listeners? Yeah, yeah. I tell you, he's off his rocker.
0: I've been off my rocker for years. So
1: what the hell is your point? <laughs> I'm just making sure <coughs> everybody knows. Yeah. Oh,
0: my 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 real fans know how far off my rocker I am, and they're good with it.
1: Oh, I, I didn't say I was bad with it, but I just. Oh, God, what have I started now? <laughs> He's coming back for more. Yeah, uh, so, and, no, I, anyway, Kevin, I I, as you can understand, it gets frustrating, especially when you look at so many different things and nothing really feels right. And I'm not the type of person that will spend money just for the sake really, of it. Yeah. I, it. Like you with your iMac, you didn't cut corners. You went with what you could afford, number one, but also what you really wanted. And that's the same with any expensive equipment that I buy too. I, you know, at the moment the kids are bugging me for a bike each, and you know we can go down to our local Target or Kmart store and, and we can pick up a bike for seventy, eighty dollars, or we can go to a, a professional bike shop and spend two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars on a bike. Now the the big difference, of course, there's slightly better there's a, a better build quality there, uh, but more importantly. The ones that you pick up from the bike store, that are the right size, and, and they're ultra-adjustable so that you can adjust the hand, handlebars and the seats and everything, so that they'll last until they're, you know, 10, 11, 12 kind of thing, which is good, whereas the ones that you get just in Kmart and so forth, they may have a height-adjustable seat, but they don't have height-adjustable handlebars, so it's a, a more limited uh, lifespan. You know, and, and I keep saying to the kids because they keep bugging me, are we buying a bike today? Are we buying a bike today, Ben, you know, Saturday here? And I said, look, I'm going to find you a bike when I'm happy with the bike and I'm happy with the price. You know, we'll get it. And, and my daughter sort of knows that I go cheap on certain things and I look for the best price. And she said, I said, you're going to go and get the best price? And I'm like, no, I don't mind if I have to pay a little bit more than I really want to. But it's got to be good quality. It's got to last, and we've got to be happy with it. We're not just going to buy any bike, and and that's it. So I never and anything over a hundred dollars. Always I get into this manic stage of okay, what's best, and let's try and, and evaluate it. And I spend way too much time on this kind of stuff, Kevin. But you know, it, it it's just yeah. My I don't way. think
0: anybody picked that up. What, you what? know, I don't think any of our listeners would ever realize that.
1: Well, well, see, today, when we got the toaster, you know, $45 reduced to 28 Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was a no-brainer. Of course we're going to buy that. But, you know, if it was a, a $200 toaster, I'd be going, well, hold on a sec. This one can do this, and this one can do that. And what? why the hell? It just does toast. Yeah, I
0: don't, I, I don't know. But, you know, with bicycles, uh, speaking as a parent... Um, they outgrow the bicycles, no matter how much adjustability they have fairly quickly, <clears throat> because I remember when my youngest kids were little, we bought them the bikes with the uh, twelve inch wheels or something like that, yep, you know, and then they even if I could have raised the handlebars up tremendously higher and I could have raised the seat up tremendously higher, it begins to look ridiculous after a while <laughs> when you have a kid as they grow um to to put them on that, so I do buy the Less expensive bikes at the Targets and the Toys R Us stores because mm-hmm. I can go in. They'll have you know, like I seventy Toys
1: R Us. Actually, that's another good store yeah. for bikes.
0: Yeah, because they'll have, especially the one here. They'll have like seventy bikes all put together, and you can put the you kid on and see what's. Well,
1: that, that's yeah. why we went with the dedicated store because we went to uh, Target and they didn't have any set up in the the size that we needed for the kids, so we couldn't actually see, and. Um, so what we're looking at doing is going for one that's maybe slightly a little bit bigger than they need right now, but one that they'll grow into versus one that, you know, they're a little, they're right on, but then they'll outgrow quicker. So I look, I really don't know either. I I see the point of view with, you know, go a bit more affordable and so forth. And I don't know. Again, it's one Believe of those it. tricky things, isn't it? Because the other thing, too, is then if the kids don't use them and I spend the fortune on it, I'm going to be pissed off.
0: Well, you could ride it, but that would be funny. and um, <laughs>
1: Especially with the pink tassels. And the little I basket with flowers on the front.
0: <laughs> I see that in your future. The um, <laughs> Gretel says, no more driver's license for you. <laughs> um... But you know what we've done, too. Besides, I mean, we bought them as size appropriate, and then we've been able to resell them for almost a third to a half of what we paid for them originally after the kids got done with them. So, I mean, it's not like we've been out a tremendous amount of money.
1: Yeah, well, so, that, that's sort of what I was looking at, too. And, and, you know, sometimes you think, hey, if I spend a bit more money, would I get a better resale value on it? I, I You know, this is sort of a new thing for me because the kids have had – Little bike trikes and so forth that now they've grown out of, so they need the proper size bike. And I really know nothing about it. I mean, back in my day, I was a BMX kin, and you know, I had one of those helmets where it was you know square across here and sort of went down over the ears and around the back of the head. You look at the helmets now, and it's like, man, that ain't gonna help my kid when <laughs> they go over the handlebars. They're so lightweight, you know. It's just, it, it, it's. And even those, I mean, they're fifty and sixty dollars for a helmet. It's a bloody expensive thing, isn't
0: it? Well, you know, in my day, we didn't even, nobody wore a helmet when they were riding a bicycle. We were glad if our head ricocheted off the asphalt; it was okay.
1: And, and listeners, <laughs> that could explain a lot.
0: Well, I, all right, here you go to help you out because I've insulted you, as you seem to think. Oh Sure, never
1: never used. I
0: think the listeners will disagree, but I think I've been ultimately kind to you this week um because of of the hour but uh, the last bicycle I had um was a just a standard was it a penny you know, robin? no it was a <laughs> it was a <laughs> bastard it was yeah, <laughs> it was a standard bicycle and uh the the demise of that bicycle was caused by direct impact with a brick wall.
2: Ooh,
1: that is not nice.
0: Well, we used to, when growing up, I lived uh, not far from the uh, the elementary school I went to,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and even as I went got past going to elementary school, which went up through grade five, um, the, we still used to go up there and hang out because it was it had a huge lot lots of playground equipment, and they had this great place to ride a bicycle. They had the concrete sidewalks that went around the school, and you could, like, race and do stuff like that. They were perfect for this sort of thing. And we used to go up there and do that a lot. And right in front of the school had this huge, I mean, huge concrete uh, sidewalk. It was fairly wide on one side, regular width on all the other three sides, that was in a giant square-like shape. And we'd have, like, races going mm-hmm. around. I mean, because this square was big enough that I could put my entire house that I now live in inside the square and still have more space. Wow. So it was really cool. And we'd race around there. You know, we'd, we'd, we'd have fun. We'd go zoom, zoom, zoom. Well, one of the very last times I was up there doing this, i forgotten and left long pants on. Mm. And, I was, and I was coming around what we commonly called the front straight where you had room for three or four people to ride abreast. And then you had to narrow down as you went towards the, the turn. <laughs> and I'm pedaling along real quick. And I'm starting to gain momentum to pass the guy in front of me. And my pants got caught in the chain. And I'm going, oh, crap. you know, try to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really paying attention. And all of a sudden, bam! Oh, that right,
1: into hurt. The,
0: right into the side of the school. Oh, <laughs> ow. That would
1: give me a headache.
0: Well, I my head didn't. I put my arm up, and my head did not hit the wall. Did you break Before, your arm? No. Wow, you're lucky. Yeah. But the front wheel of my bicycle had a it had its own ninety degree turn in it, <laughs> and it turned this way, and the fender turned this way, and the handlebars went this way. The bike absorbed most of the shock, and fortunately, somehow I didn't. I did uh, hurt hit certain parts of things on. The handlebars and the crossbar that hurt for a while, but I recovered from that. I have kids.
1: so <laughs> That's incredible. That is absolutely yeah. amazing that you made it out of that one.
0: Yeah, it was It was not. A, well, I mean, I had many bicycle accidents like that when I was growing up. I, I, we used to jump bicycles and stuff like that over the, over, you know, like do the evil Knievel thing where you pedal down the hill to have a bicycle ramp and jump oh, yeah. it and go. I got one. I remember one of the worst accidents I had. I was doing that, and I hit the ramp. And somebody said, "Look out!" I went what like this, and then oh man, I went sliding, hands and knees. I went sliding
1: across the gravel. Ooh. Oh, that sounds nasty. <laughs> and
0: yeah, you know, then it had to pick the gravel out of my knees and and all that sort of thing. So,
1: owie, owie, owie.
0: I did more than my fair share of that stuff uh, growing up, but. Uh, Hitting hitting the, hitting the wall with the bicycle was probably the um, the ultimate. I th- I don't think uh, anybody else in my group ever managed to do something quite like that and survive it without a whole <laughs> lot of stitches or anything.
1: Oh dear.
0: I, I should, but I think buying the kids bicycles, that's a tough one. I mean I know that I mean we're to the point now where the kids have all moved up a stage And I got to think about buying everybody a new bicycle again. So about every three to four years, I have to do that. Mm. So,
1: and they're not, they're not, even the cheap ones aren't that cheap. (laughs) You know what I mean? They still cost a bit of money and, uh, uh, it's just something else as parents that we didn't have before we were parents to worry about. So, uh, boy, kids cost you a lot of money. I, I had to pay $200 out today. For swimming uh, swim lessons. Now, the kids love swimming and I love them learning how to swim because if they ever go to anyone's house and they've got a pool in the backyard, great, they can swim. No worries there. But it's one of those things, $200 for a month. Admittedly, we get them private lessons, but still it's like, oh, geez, it's just all out. No wonder I can't afford that new sound system, Kevin. I've got kids. This is true. Are you, I, are you kids? I, I love them. But they costing me money. You could
0: sell some of your unused body parts to help finance the stereo.
1: Yeah, I think there was an episode on The Simpsons once, and I don't think it ended well.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying I, Gretel could harvest some organs, and you'd be good to go. See,
1: so all I've got to do is become a mild gigolo, and we'll be home steady and, and, and perfectly fine.
0: That extra fifty cents a week will go a long way, is what you're saying. Oh,
1: come on, I'm gonna
0: charge at least a buck fifty. Uh, you're gonna be overcharging.
1: <laughs> How did I know that going down that track on the adults only version of Geeky over would end up with me getting it slapped back in my face? See the problem is now, listeners. He's woken up enough, he realises, oh, it's Saturday morning, I'm talking to Mark, I've got to be obnoxious again.
0: Well, <sighs> I should know, this is not the only time I'm obnoxious to Mark, I do it 24-7.
1: You do, you do. Now, quickly before we finish out the show, Kevin, uh, you've got this compulsive Well, I don't know if it's compulsive, but you buy these bloody software bundles to get one application cheap. Now look, I'm into buying something so I can get it cheap, but okay, let me put it this way. You know how you can get those DVD packs where they got four movies and there's one good movie and the other three you hate and it's cheaper to buy it that way than it is to buy the single copy? I ain't buying it that way because I can't stand the other movies and I don't want them sitting on me shelf because I feel that I should watch them, but I hate the movie.
0: Yeah, but that's a that's a whole other bit of mental strangeness that you have trouble with, too.
1: I know that I'm not the norm, but I'm sure there's other people that are as wacky as me.
0: Um, let's hope not because we might have to get rid of them. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... I've, I haven't bought, a, in all fairness, I haven't bought a software bundle until this recent Mac Heist bundle came up for for a while. And I usually look at it and say, okay, you know, there's these two apps in it that I want. How much is it going to cost me just to buy these two apps? And then how much is the price of the bundle? And then, you know, if it's cheap, and especially with this Mac Heist bundle, which is now over, um... It, it was cheap because there was i wanted i stop motion and I wanted uh, uh oh crap, I can't think of the other application off the top of my head. I have to go look that uh, I really was that wanted. was a
1: great bundle <laughs> that was worth your money Kevin <laughs>
0: oh, shut the hell up <laughs> uh, wait a minute i get here it is there it is um I wanted the uh, Fantastical. That was the stop Motion, and then also the the other benefit was Pathfinder. I've been wanting to try all three of those apps. So I mean, they were you know for ten bucks I got all three apps. Now where the real thing comes in this time around is I got into a running joke with uh, our mutual friend uh, Allison Sheridan and uh, about how many different licenses. I had bought, and I had for Clarify, which is a great app uh that I had we
1: we don't need to say that they don't sponsor this show, I know, but I'm still gonna say it in <laughs> clarify
0: um and, and then the, the joke and then I realized I already had a bund- license for it that I had bought at full price, <clears throat> or no I got it got it on sale at one point two, not in a bundle, but itself on sale. So now I have either three or four licenses for Clarify um, because I had to buy another bundle just because Allison said I should. So she talked me out of an additional ten bucks. So now I have that. I have two licenses for I Stop Motion, two licenses for Little Inferno, or uh, yeah, Little Inferno, which is a game by the people the goo people, the people that made that goo game. I can't remember World what it was. Of a few- World of Goo. Thank you. And I've got I stop Motion. I've got Total Finder, or Pathfinder, I mean. And so I've got multiple licenses for some applications I might ever use. But hey, I am the license champion now. There was some threat to my title late last night, and I had to get away and make sure I maintained my title.
1: And listeners, he thinks I'm strange. Boy, I, I, I wouldn't buy the same thing time and time again, but you know, some people. Hmm. But I'm,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm obsessive compulsive. Wait a minute, I got to throw something over my shoulder three times here. So.
1: <laughs> and on that note, Kevin, where can the listeners find the very special adults-only version of you?
0: Um, the adults-only version of me. Well, if the listeners find it, please tell me where it is because I'm not sure that it exists. <laughs> but now, if you want to find out where you can uh, find my rants, ramblings, and banter, and otherwise uh, annoyances. You can find me, the main place is over on Twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. And I'm also under the same handle over on app.net, and I'm getting more and more regular about my visits over to app.net. And you can also go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and find links to some of the other things that I may or may not be doing at any given point in time.
1: Fantastic, and I thought we were going into like 2014 with the amount of places you can find Kevin. I'll make it simple for the listeners. Simply head across to markgreentree.com and you can find out everything you possibly need to know about me there. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. Until next week, take care.
0: And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek.
2: Hello and good evening. This is Gaz for the MyMac Podcast, and we know you have your pick of high-quality, downloadable audio content, and we appreciate that you choose ours. Quite right, old Bean. This is Guy, and we're here to say that the MyMac Podcast is the right choice to make. Intelligent, cultured, and downloaded by only the finest and most educated people. Indeed. in fact, we restrict our delightful missives to only those best suited... God, guy, I can't go on with this. Who are we kidding? The MyMac podcast is probably one of the most accessible shows about OS X and iOS there is. Gaz, we're trying to up our reputation here. Oh, shut it. Listen, folks, tired of tech podcasts that talk over your head and go on too long taking themselves so seriously you'd think they were the ones making the product then you should listen to the mymac.com podcast at least three good chuckles per segment if my math is right that's about 10 laughs per show right because three times three is ten Sometimes, I really wonder about you, Guy. No need to wonder where to find the podcast. Just go to iTunes and search for my Mac. Subscribe and jump into the fun. You know, we're part of the Stoplight Network, and there are a lot of important people there. Well, we did say we hardly know anyone important. Though, there was that time I was less than 30 feet away from the Waz, and I could have sworn he made eye contact. Most likely, he was having stomach cramps. Yeah, that would explain why he was doubled over at the time. Check Check out the Stoplight Network and the MyMac.com podcast. Enjoy it over a cuppa.